Hey guys, it's Liz. And this is Bree, and welcome to Brash Bookish Bitches, where we discuss the bookish community and its latest controversies. We'll cover all the hot book drops that are coming out this year, from your favorite indie authors, as well as review other traditional authors. We'll learn all the bookish lingo with you, and investigate the questions everyone's dying to know. How the hell do you write a book? We don't know. <laughs> so welcome to a sanctuary for brash bookish bitches. Hi, Bree. Hi, I miss you. <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> uh, we're back, guys. We're back. We post okay, ghost we episodes. It's not on the reg. We do our best. Our episodes are, you know, I can't say they're in high demand, but we're I would them. say, you know, I've had a couple people message me and asking when the next episode is. I would consider any demand okay, high demand. Good. <laughs> we should be in high demand. Okay, but since it's been a while, I mean, Liz and I have talked, so we know what's going on in each other's lives, but you don't know what's going on in our lives. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're, uh, if this is your first episode, hi, we are Liz and Bree. We are two friends that met on the internet and like to talk about books and pretty much whatever comes to our head. Yep. A story as old as time. <laughs> internet friends. Uh, <laughs> classics and circa... When did the internet come out? A long time ago. The 80s? <laughs> the in the 90s? Nah, 80s? it was... Oh, no, I, don't know, I was Liz, wrong. I'm so old that um, I remember dial The internet comes in 1995. <laughs> you were right, Brie. I thought it was, like, oh, shit. late 90s or late late 80s, like, 89 or 90. You know, I wasn't sure, but I do know, like, when I, when I was a kid that there was, like, dial-up, you know, still. When I'd get on the internet, you hear the doo-doo-doo, Everyone who was born in the 90s knows what I know I'm that sound. <laughs> I know that sound. Not Liz, We though. didn't have a computer in my house until, I don't know, I was probably like eight or nine before we got a home computer. And okay. I remember this is going to age me and young me at the same time. Um, <laughs> we were allowed an hour a day on the computer in the kitchen, supervised, and we got to play club fucking penguin i was obsessed with this game we would beg our mom for gift cards i wanted all the fucking little puffball guys that i've never heard of that game that's because it was like so you're my sister's age so it skirted right past you yeah but i was gonna say ours was like roller coaster tycoon and like sims yes, sims yeah sims were still big for me mm -hmm. i mean i still think they're pretty yeah pretty popular yeah well, yeah, they still are. I still, I think I downloaded on my iPad a couple, like maybe like a year or so ago. And it, there's something about it that is like you can just check out your brain and just. I go into like, random play. fits of like obsessing over Sims for a few weeks at a time, and then I like yeah. won't look at it for months. And then I'm like Sims. Yeah, that's the same. I wonder if that's a control know. thing. You know, I feel like I've seen something about how there's like certain types or something that will like obsess about something for chunks of time. It's like rewatching the same comfort TV show or something. You know what in I mean? In 
I think I was in sixth grade, so like 12. I watched um, Mean Girls every day for like six months, every night before <laughs> bed. And I so would yeah. sometimes watch it like two or three times in a night. Yeah. Don't know why. Annie, the same thing happened no, with No, I would do that with TV shows. Oh, Easy A was such a good movie, though. It is. It's <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So this is kind of overdue, but we're just going to try and summarize what's been happening since we've been gone. <laughs> weekly chaos. Yeah, right? So kind of like two, three weekly chaos. <laughs> like monthly, monthly chaos. chaos? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to go first, Liz? Sure. Um, so I had my birthday on the Yay! 16th of July, so almost a month ago now. And got a lot of uh, You'll get it. like presents from You'll get it. our book community friends. And like that, I so like sweet. cried. I won't lie. I don't like crying in front of people, but I cried. Um, and I love yeah, that. I, it, was, it's, it was so lovely. Um, but a little happy birthday present to myself. It was like spontaneous and thought out at the same time. I got my nose pierced. And like... <laughs> It's so cute. I on thought you. about it on and off <laughs> for a couple of years, but then uh, like this is how my brain just makes decisions. I'll just like snap, and then I'm like, I have to do it today, or I'm not doing yeah. it. And so I just woke up and I was like, I yep. think I'm gonna get a piercing today. <laughs> I pierced my nose. I love that. All, both of my nose piercings. One I've kind of let grow mm-hmm. through. We're all split second decisions like that. So. I'm all for it's it. It's the same way it. I got, like, I always knew I wanted tattoos, but it's the same way I got my first tattoo. So I think that's just how those decisions have to be made. I think so, too. And I know we're going to talk about this maybe later, but maybe we should just throw it in here. We have to get tattoos in November. Yes, I really I want to. I really want to. And I think I want to get a dagger. I still want so if that, like, matching tattoos. We could. <laughs> we could get triple B. <laughs> we could. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I think it was Julia from Entirely Bonkers, like, a while back, talked about how she blocks, like, certain people from her Instagram, her bookstagram mm-hmm. specifically. Like, and after she said that, I went through and blocked, like, a whole bunch of people. Because I did the same thing. I don't know. She's like, just keep your sacred space. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I blocked I my personal account from my bookstagram account, too. And it's not that, like, yep. I mean, I am a little embarrassed just because, like, I'm being silly. I'm being authentic. And I don't know. That's something to cover in therapy. But, uh, yeah, it's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. You're being but vulnerable. But I think you have, like, every right to, if this is a safe space for you in a private yeah. space, like, it's not yeah. like personal. It's just this is a side of myself that I am comfortable sharing with certain people. Yeah. And it's not that. Well, and it is. Oh, Go ahead. it's yeah. like it's not that it's anything to say about those people. Those are not bad people. It's just like this yeah. is what I'm comfortable with. Like, I don't right. want my mom to see my bookstagram, you know? Yeah. And it, yeah, there's like we do discuss some like more taboo topics mm-hmm. and things like that. So like in my head. Yeah, I don't want my mom. Some people's moms may be very supportive of it. Sure. Yeah. You do you. They could be the first people to read that book. Yeah. Whatever is your comfortable. It's called setting boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries. (laughs) Yes. That's a good way to put it. And also, it's like, I know my mom read romance novels. My mom does not like romance novels. Romance books, which, like, she just would not. (laughs) She 
be mortified at some of the conversations that we have slash some of the books. I don't think read, my mom so. has anything against them. I just don't think they're like the style of books she reads. Yeah. It's just like a not for me yeah. type of thing, which, okay. You know? Yeah. You can yeah. read your history books about Alaska, mom, and, and I'm happy for you. Well, and I was just raised pretty religious. So there's that aspect of things. And it's like, I just don't want to go there. You know, my mom knows I have a Which podcast, is fine. I don't but have I won't to. tell her what it's called because I told her we talk yeah, about a bunch adult of my friends things do. that she's not allowed to know. <laughs> yeah. My sister listens. My sister <gasps> Hi, Bree's listen. sister. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Jordan. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> but she listened to like a lot of podcasts like this before and has, you know, sent me various podcasts to listen to. And so she enjoys oh, like them. I do. So. <laughs> yes exactly everyone should go and listen to the anthropocene reviewed just saying anyways yeah 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 gosh you know oh by the way liz a couple weeks ago made a promise that she would create an audiobook of her reading that <laughs> the anthropocene <I> reviewed <laughs> so that because i want to read it and i feel like i have to for the sake of our friendship it's just kind of one of those books she talks about it i think you'll time. be touched <laughs> we just have to figure out a way where i can oh i'll like it we just have to figure out a way for me to record like 15 minutes of audio at a time that can be sent yeah. in a way that won't take years. Or we just Discord oh, every yeah, night. Oh, yeah, it'll take years. Or it just takes years. And it's okay. When, <laughs> That's okay. Oh, let me hold on. Let me open up my phone real quick. When we see each other, and I think it's 88 days. 88 days. Oh! I will read to you every night. It'll be like a bedtime story. <laughs> I'm so into that. I'm so excited for that. Yes. Oh, I have. I count down to everything I'm excited for. Um. So that, yeah. Yeah. I have a countdown now, and I want to make like a cute reel. I think this. I love these videos where it's like 88 days until I see you know them or whatever, yes. and it's a countdown. <laughs> And yeah. I want to get a real where, like, when we finally meet, it's, like, everybody just fucking slam hugging me. That's all I want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I agree. Well, I think there will be very many uh, a real made. Yeah. 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 <laughs> During that trip. <laughs> Which I can't. Okay. You and I need to sit down and figure out how to collaborate on some reels because I cannot fucking. Even people are messaging me and telling me how. Which it's very easy. It seems very I have easy. No idea. But like the timing of the audio is what I'm like confused. Is how do people get that so well? Do you <laughs> verbally say what the audio is saying when you record? Because I found out recently some people do that. Like I just no. mouth it. Not sometimes. If it's like something that I'm really like familiar with, like a song or something, on occasion, but like. Not often. Just mouth it. No. I can't. If I say it out loud, I I'm like, mouth I hate it. this. <laughs> Space. Okay. Weekly. We. This is why our episodes are so long. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. And and uh, editing editing them is a nightmare. <laughs> so love you, Bree. <laughs> the, the tangents that we go on. But I love them. Okay. Um, anyway. So any more weekly yes. chaos, Liz, that you have to share? Monthly yes, chaos. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So finally, after... Six fucking months of this garbage. My certified nurse aide certification um, is in the final stages of approval to be transferred to the state of Alaska. Woo! If you don't know how this works, um, 
you have to complete a certain amount of continuing education training and like a certain amount of clinical hours and stuff like that to become a CNA. Uh, it varies in some places like state to state. Um, and when you transfer your certification, it is good for two years. And if you're depending on the state, what your certification currently is in your original state has to meet or exceed the expectations of whatever state you're yeah. tra uh, state you're transferring to. Mine is good on that end, but it was just like paperwork jargon bullshit. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain yes. it. That kept me for six months trying to transfer my certification. And thank God my Michigan uh, license didn't expire like in the middle of that. Because yeah. I had renewed it right before we yeah. moved. So, yeah. That's nice. Yeah. The nursing license is it's similar. horrible. We have to jump through all these hoops to like get it. Yeah. It sucks. Well, you are so close. Yes. So, being I should have that sometime <laughs> this week. And then my last thing, my last thing for now, we'll probably I'll tell more stories as the night wanes. But I finally oh, broke. Yes. 100,000 words on my whip, my work in progress. I think right now it's Woo! like, I think this number is a little off, but it's 103,867 words. Might be a little more than that now, but. How many words are you shooting for? 200,000 would be really However cool. many come out? If I could, yeah, 200. or more. <laughs> I don't know. We both like thick books. We like we? thick <laughs> books and we cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. Because I'll probably hit that number. I'll probably hit 200 in my first draft and then try to pare down to like 180. Yeah, don't pare it down. It's my goal. So like Akawar mm -hmm. is 180,000. 180, I. Ish words. So. And that's a yeah, thick book. I love thick books as we just described. I love oh, yeah. Thick and McGee's. Me too. Um, but I hit a hundred thousand words, like I think two weeks ago or something. And yeah. after that, the left side of my brain was just like, we're done. We wrote a book. And yeah. the right side of my brain was like, what do you mean? We're not even halfway through. And the left side was like, we're done. And so I didn't write for like a week yeah. and a half. And it was really hard, but I'm finally getting back into the grooves of things. And I completely have uh, yep. one of the books that I read in our gap space to uh thank for that yeah leaves oh, may fall carissa hardcastle you know you know you know oh, how good <laughs> so good i know We're, we'll yes. talk about it i haven't finished it yet because i'm in the work well i well we'll talk about it okay <laughs> tell me your <laughs> monthly Speaking chaos of word count <laughs> so i have sort of settled on a tentative timeline i'm gonna be gracious with myself if i don't meet deadlines i'm not gonna yes, freak out I it's agree okay with because this whole time i've sort of casually been writing this anyway so now to all of a sudden put all these deadlines on it i'm like i need to be okay if that doesn't happen but i have a sort of tentative timeline for publishing there's so much that goes into publishing so we'll see if i hit it exactly but um have dates lined up with my editor, mm -hmm. which is Taylor, of course. A.R.R. Um, and yeah, yeah. So excited to get started with Taylor. Um, she gets random messages from me all the time that are like, hey, help me with this. Uh, future note self, I need help with this. And like, I'm just excited. Um, I don't know if she loves it as much as I do, but I do. <laughs> 
I'm sure she does. I've read like snippets sure and I love it. I can't wait to like yeah. read the whole thing in or like start to finish. It's taking on a mind of its own. That is for sure. And book one is so very like building world building. You're so good at world building the scene heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Let's be I real. I don't think any do of we, us do any yeah. of us. Yeah, I just know what I like, and I've tried to mimic what I like about world, like how people will build their worlds, and what I, what I like, what I like yeah. to see. What I want my readers. Are you going to tell see. us how the plumbing works? <laughs> um, not really, but there really isn't plumbing, Ooh. so <laughs> a hole in the ground. Okay. Then that's what I will assume. <laughs> Yeah, nice. It's it's like think like medieval chamber pot. Like it, like it, time. like it. There's style there. Like it's not during that time because it's a totally like made up time. Made up world. <laughs> think that sort of. Hey, uh, they could magic situation. it away if they wanted to. Like I don't care. <laughs> I just want to know what your thoughts are. You know, that's how I feel yeah, about yeah, all world building. Yeah. I don't care how it goes. I don't think there's I a know. right or wrong. I just want to know for the sake of knowing. Yeah. And you know what? There are mention of like handmaids bringing in water for a bath. You know, there's some background good, on good, plumbing, good, right? Good, good, good. You got to bring the water in. There's no like running. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You'll have some clues. Yeah. That's the shit I um, live for. Oh, my God. Plumbing <laughs> well, and fictional you're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to love it. What else is happening, Bree? Um, Tell me then, more. And so, yeah, like along those lines, I've been working with um, Amanda Dumsky. Mm -hmm. I can never say her name right. Dumsky. Um we love her on my cover yes, yes. can mm -hmm. we say thoughts about your cover so i won't share details but uh because i don't really actually know like when it's done when i'll reveal mm -hmm. it like i might wait for a while to reveal it like till like leading up to the release but um we have been working on just like kind of basic layout and design mm -hmm. And recently she sent me like a couple mock-ups with some of her like ideas and some of the more solid design and ooh, she pretty. See, <laughs> that's from what you've sent me, it's gorgeous. <laughs> there are some things I that wait. I really love in it. I don't want to give anything away, but it, just know that it's beautiful. It's going to make a great display for a bookshelf. I'm excited. Uh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I am too. Yeah, I'll stop gushing about that. But that is very exciting for me. Um, she's really fun to work with. Uh, I'm not on a very quick timeline, so it's kind of nice because we can kind of casually sort of work on this for like the next month or two. Um, you know, or till, you know, when she has time and things like mm -hmm. that. So she does such a good job. She did um, leaves, the Leaves May Fall um, cover by Carissa Hardcastle, and she also did um, When Ashes mm -hmm. Fall. By Emmy Johnson. Yes. By Emmy Johnson. Um, sorry, those two titles were, like, right by each other, and I was like, wait, did I just say the <laughs> wrong one? <laughs> when Ashes Fall and The Leaves May Fall. Both fantastic books, yes. by the way. Um, she does such a good job, but very talented. Anything else you want to share for your monthly chaos, Brie? 
I have been working on and off in the NICU, which is fun. So doing something a little different. Going to be training to be what we call transition nurse at work. So I'll be taking babies right after delivery. Fresh babies. At delivery. Like at delivery. Evaluating them on like mom, mm-hmm. you know, within seconds, minutes of birth and deciding if they need a little extra help or not. Because sometimes they do. I was a NICU baby. Um, I was a C-section baby. you? Yeah. Because I'm a twin. NICU babies. And oh yeah one of us was three pounds four ounces and the other was four pounds three ounces or like our weights were flip-flopped very similarly or something like that yeah um twin i always forget that i wouldn't eat uh, our twin like i was good at first and then i wouldn't eat and then yeah uh, my twin that like flap that's supposed to close in your heart uh it wouldn't Mm -hmm. close at first but we're both good yeah he had we're both here yeah taking names he probably had some sort of heart. There's all sorts yeah. of different heart defects that are like common and fixable. And, yeah. yeah. He had to get two steroid shots to get it to work. Mm. Or three. Because they said yeah. after the third, if it didn't work, my twin would have to have surgery. And like the odds were not great. But it yeah. worked the third time. Three times a charm. We are a tough breed. Probably just a little early. Yeah. Underdeveloped. I think we were know, five things. weeks early. Oh, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, like 34 weeks yeah, or something, 35. So. Yeah, yeah. That's not too bad. Tell me your recent reads, Bree, before anything else. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about some of my recent reads mm-hmm. today. Um, finally took Liz's advice and read the Plated Prisoner <laughs> series this past month, over the past month-ish into July. Um, I read Guild and... Glint? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Guild yeah. and Glint. Guild and Glint. The first Guild, two. Guild, Glint, Glow, and then um, something. No. Guild. Yeah. Guild, Glint, Gleam. Gleam and I, Glow. Gleam. Gleam. I only know that because that's the one I'm on I right need to now. reread that one before <laughs> you finish it so that way we can go into the fourth yeah. together. Yeah. Have you read the no. fourth yet? Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm excited about that. Okay. Love a good buddy read. So, great books. Super quick reads for me, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and then, but we'll talk about those more. And then I'm also, I'm reading, well, I'm not really reading, but I'm listening to on Audible, The Inadequate Air by Daniel Jackson. Oh, I've heard about this the book. third book. Oh, it's so good. Liz, you have to read the Bridge Kingdom books. Like, I know. They're right up your alley. I know I do. Badass princess, like, right up your alley. Allie. Everyone um, tells me that I need to read this series. Oh, so good. Yeah. So the first two are there's the Bridge Kingdom and then the Traitor Queen, which are about Lara and Aaron. And then there's the third book, which is The Inadequate Heir, which I'm reading or listening to now. And it is about Caris and Zara. Oh god, um, the names. Caris is yeah. Caris is a is a um like Lara's brother. So he's a character in the first two books. So is Zara, but they're like side characters that you you only really like hear mention of and are kind of in it like briefly. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. So I was like tentative because I love Lara and Aaron so much and was like, oh shoot, the third book's not about them. But it and it's set during the same timeline as the first two books in the series, which my book series, I am doing a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. So uh we're like the first book is it's on its own timeline, and then the next two, the first parts of each book, 
are set during the same timeline as book one about different characters. So different character point of views, um, what they've been up to. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so it was kind of cool to see how another author has done that through her writing, Mm -hmm. you know, because it can be kind of difficult to like timeline. Oh, yeah. I I would get so confused. (laughs) So confused. But like she drops hints as to like where you are in the timeline. So it's kind of cool because you're like hearing about events that were like really important in the other books that are happening, but they're kind of like background. See, I have a few flashbacks written into my whip. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's already hard enough to like remember how old everyone's mm-hmm. supposed to be in this flashback and yeah. shit. Like, yeah. even that stuff, I'm like, oh my god, yeah. I think like 13. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for you to read my whole I'm book. So that excited. sounds so narcissistic. No, because I'm because the same I have way. Lots of flashbacks, lots of time, time jumping, backgrounds, flashbacks, story. It's you'll just see. I'm you'll super see. excited. Yeah. Are you doing? Are you? Have you read? reading anything else um yes i'm reading leaves may fall which i had read um leaves may fall i'd read maybe like two-thirds of it Mm -hmm. um as a beta read and then i got super responsive with work and couldn't finish which i always feel bad when i can't finish a beta but it's always to do with outside things Mm -hmm. um and i always think every bit of the way i look at it every bit of input helps so i read quite a bit of it but um Cool to see what Carr has been changing, what she changed from the first book. You can definitely see that. And, oh, she put so much work into it. It's so good. I can't wait to finish. And we'll probably do an episode on it. Yes. I have so – I highlighted so many things because I just knew we were going to do an episode about it. I just finished reading it. Um, Carr is an amazing writer. Carr underscore the author on Instagram. Um. I yes. almost said her old username because she just changed it. I but know. Um, there's so many like amazing quotes throughout this book. I think I have almost every chapter like something is highlighted or close to it. Um, yeah, I can't wait to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's so I good. also knew that like because I read, I don't this this is also gonna sound cocky, but it's true. Like I read so much. I read, you know, at yeah. least a book a day. Or sometimes some books take me a little longer. Like Leaves May Fall. Right. Leaves May Fall is a thickums. Uh delicious, delicious thick boy. And um, so that took me yeah. a couple days. But um Yeah, for sure. Because, it's gonna yeah. take me a while because I'm a I read reader. a lot and I have the memory span of a two year old. So I was like, I know I have to highlight like key <laughs> things in here, I'm gonna forget. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Uh what books have you been reading? Leaves May Fall, of course. I read The Darkest Edge by Lyra Blake. That. Mm, Let me just say the luck of the Irish, you know? Delicious. Delicious, delicious, <laughs> delicious. Oh, that's awesome. Delicious. Um, fantastic. I reviewed it on Goodreads. I'm trying to catch up all the books that I've read for our friends and do Goodreads reviews because yeah. I always forget to do that and I feel horrible. Um, yeah. I don't have a Goodreads. I should. Yeah. I will eventually. I I never use it. Um and no. then I'm also reading or I just finished reading. Let me find it real quick. It's called uh The Corsairs series. I think that's how you're supposed to say it. Corsairs series by uh Ruby Dixon. I'm back on that 
Saints or Ruby. She gets me every time, man. And the series was so good. Like, it was an excellent alien sci-fi smutty read. I probably love I her more. books. I want more of it. It was instead, like, instead of uh, tribes people were with the modern aliens, it was they steal things. Yeah. I love it. And then I'm currently reading the Horde Kings of Drakkar series by Zoe Draven, <laughs> which is another fucking alien. I, I just, I think I saw you guys talking about this on Discord, and I was like, I'm gonna. Honestly, it, I'm on this conversation. <laughs> I'm on um, Madness of the Horde King, which is the third. I think there's, uh, yeah, there's six. Um, and like, it's good. I can't even. I can't even make fun of it because yeah. it's good. Like, I can't even say that it's just a smut plot line because there is, like, a legit plot just line. really like it. And I'm having I a great that. time. And then I've tried for two days now to start reading To Bleed a, a Crystal Bloom by Sarah A. Parker because our mm -hmm. friend Zoe is, um, she wants someone to, like, fangirl with about it. And I was like, girl, if you read this, mm. Horde, I think it was the Horde King series. I'll read this. <laughs> um, but the last two nights of work have been like it? honestly terrible. Like I left feeling horrendous. Oh. And they were supposed to be that. two shifts where I wouldn't have an, like that much to do. And so I got suckered out of that. Um, I hate that. So I don't know. Maybe after I finish the Mad King or the Horde King series because they don't take me very long to read maybe i'll just dive into that yeah a few days off work so i'm sure i'll be able to well work. and then that gives me time to finish leaves may fall yes. and then we can do an episode on it and i actually still am like halfway through hellfire too i have to finish <laughs> that as well the tbr list it never gets shorter yeah and then there's more but i won't get into it <laughs> So many damn books to read. My God. It's the best okay. kind of problem to have, though. It is. I did, like, binge read the first, I don't know, was it, like, 10 or 12 chapters of the second book of Emmy's second book? Um, oh, did you know? So there's that. Because she's sending out, I'm beta reading for her. And holy shit, I cannot wait. Book two is going to be, like. She was talking about it a little bit on her podcast. Uh Emmy has a podcast with her friend Sunny and now new co-star Seth, who I found hilarious. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> Unsolicited-ish. They just dropped season two. They started season two. We should probably have seasons, huh? I didn't even think about that until Emmy said like yeah. season two. We could. We could. Uh, if we get into a regular uploading schedule. Um, <laughs> but... I right. like listening catching up on that podcast last night was the only thing that was keeping me from like tears because <laughs> I don't cry in front of people yeah. I hate doing it um oh, but I was like so sometimes when I get angry I'll either scream or I'll cry and it was like angry cry right. and I was like I can't do this yeah so I just listened to the podcast and didn't talk very much uh like when I wasn't with residents right oh I've been there some of those shifts my yeah. god but let's get in but I, yeah. to the reason we're here let's tonight. Let's get into the meat. And let me tell you, this has been a long time yeah. coming, this episode, because I read both of these books. I read one in one night and then the other in another night. So, like, I binged these and read. And I didn't skip, like, 
I don't tend to skip things because I'm too like OCD for that or People whatever skip. you want to call it. ADD. I don't know. Like, yeah, like skip, you know, like skim read, but like get to like thick. Because there's a lot of like thick paragraphs mm-hmm. in these books, I feel like. The way that she writes. Mm-hmm. She's a beautiful writer. Um, you know, they'll skim read. I mean, I like. Have you never heard I, that? What's it called? I speed read, but I don't skip. I mean, I skip like words. Mm-hmm. But not like whole sentences sure. or paragraphs. Yeah, I just skip over yeah, familiar like words like was like, an a and the. Yeah, yeah. We'll see a thick paragraph and just like kind of. I guess I do that sometimes. It, it depends on how interesting what's going on is. Yeah, on a reread. I would oh yeah, for definitely. Sure. But yeah, but uh, anyway. So I read those pretty quickly, and I'm kind of a slow reader. So like. Hey, you read them at the same rate I did. I read the yeah. first three books in three days, a book a day. Oh, so good. And then I've read part of Gleam as well. But I don't even know where I was going with that. But we're here to talk about the Plated Prisoner series <laughs> by Raven. Or, <sighs> yes, by Raven Kennedy. I almost said Ruby Dixon. <laughs> by Raven. Yeah, right. By Raven Kennedy. And it is fantastic. There's four books right now. Guild glint gleam and glow Mm -hmm. we're gonna do part one of this conversation and talk about guild and glint ma'am so i want you to summarize these brie because i read these like close to a month ago and i don't want to say something that was accidentally in book three which if you do like don't feel bad it's all good it happens okay so i'm gonna read the this will be a spoilers episode by the way yes it will Okay, so the description for Guild is, The Fae abandoned this world to us, and the ones with power rule. Gold. Gold floors, gold walls, gold furniture, gold clothes. And High Bell in the castle built into the frozen mountains, everything is made of gold. Even me. Keen Minus rescued me, dug me out of the slums, and placed me on a pedestal. I'm called his precious, his favored. I'm the woman he gold-touched to show everyone that I belong to him, to show how powerful he is. He gave me protection, and I gave him my heart. And even though I don't leave the confines of the pa- ca- of the palace, I'm safe. Until war comes to the kingdom and a deal is struck. Suddenly my trust is broken, my love is challenged, and I realize that everything I thought I knew about Midas might be wrong. Because these bars I'm kept in, no matter how gilded, are still just a cage. But the monsters on the other side might make me wish I'd never left. Giver me timbers. So, book one. <laughs> I, you had said that some people thought book one was a little slow. Yeah, I had heard that when I first Did started reading. That, that uh, people didn't, I guess people didn't necessarily dislike it. They just, yeah, they thought it was slow. And I disagree with that statement. Yeah. So basically, book one, to help you, Liz, in timeline of the mm-hmm. books. Thank um, you. Starts when... <laughs> she's with Midas, yeah, yeah. right? You know, starts. And then the end of book one is after Midas, like, tries to give her to that guy for the mm-hmm. night. And then he does the trickaroo sort of situation. Okay, okay, okay. Where he, where he takes over the fifth yes. kingdom as well and kills the king that he's supposed to be giving her to. Yes. But she doesn't know this. So she thinks that Midas is like going to give her to him. And like we don't know, maybe he was, so maybe he wasn't, but basically I'll I'll try and do a like a 30 second summary or something. Basically, we are yeah. introduced to Aaron who um is a gold girl basically. She's got gold everything except for like uh 
like tongue and the whites of her eyes or like the inside of her mouth and the whites of her eyes. Um, mm-hmm. She is kept essentially as a pet to King Midas in this story. Um, he's her favored, her guild, his gilded touched, guild touched one, you know, gold touched. That's what it's called. Um, Basically his favorite yeah, whore. His um, favorite saddle. Right. And they're called yes. saddles, which is like, what? so we intro <laughs> the first scene we're introduced to is Oren watching King Midas have an orgy because she is kept in a cage 24-7. The cage is built into the castle that they live in because um, he doesn't want anyone to touch her but him and blah, blah, blah. Uh, she And she can only be let out by Midas. He's the only one with the key or when she's being escorted by guards um, and she's always guarded. So... She seems pretty uh, uncomfortable with the orgy, but it's also like let in known that it's a common thing. Um, yeah, and it's like she knows he has other saddles. Yeah. And he has many things. saddles, but he always has six. That's Midas's number is six of everything because he's the yeah. sixth kingdom. Um, we find out later, <laughs> and he like I was just gonna say he has had her since she was like. 15 yeah, years he old, rescued like her child, from, more or less just out of childhood. He rescued her from slavery, um, pretty much, is being captured to be sold. Sex yeah. trade. And um yeah. he we find out he was not like born into this role of king. He married into it after saving the sixth kingdom because they were pretty broke, and he has the power to gold touch things. Um he does. In a sense. <laughs> um, so Orin <laughs> He holds the yeah, power. <laughs> Orin and Midas have this very interesting dynamic because like for example when she sees the orgy it's not that she's uncomfortable with the sex but she has feelings for Midas that we might associate with love or devotion. Um, And he She loves him. It's like yeah, yeah. he verbalizes that he loves her However, his actions mirror otherwise. He's very belittling, very controlling. Um, I mean, it's textbook abuser. I think I, what did I text you? Some, I texted you something during it in the beginnings of the book before I knew a whole lot about like their Mm -hmm. background and how he found her. And I said something like, so Midas is a groomer. He's a predator. It was something like that. And you're like, oh, yeah, I agree that he definitely <laughs> oh, yeah, has like these very <laughs> grooming um, beliefs and actions with Oren. If the cage is not yeah. obvious symbolism enough, um, mm-hmm. but just in the way he talks to her and he ensures mm-hmm. that she always knows she is safe with him and she is not safe anywhere else, pretty much. Um, and he kind of uses her past against her a lot. Very manipulative, like uses her trauma mm-hmm. against her, tries to keep her small and scared. It's almost like... And he does a really good job of it. It's almost <laughs> like Tamlin. Almost like almost Tamlin. Like Tam- mm. 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 Isn't it curious? Mm. Yeah, mm. almost. It's almost <laughs> like uh, manipulating someone and holding them hostage is not yep. associative to love. But that's just me. Yep. So he basically is convincing her that her locked up is better for her, but he really has her as yeah. a prisoner. Like, 
and we find you know and we we, we even see book. this like Ew. inner conflict <laughs> within Oren where she doesn't yeah. like the cage but she also admits that like initially she kind of ran to that and because it felt like safety at the time so yeah. there are times where she states that she like kind of welcomes being kept away yeah. and not just to um hide away from everyone but to uh protect herself yeah. it's better than what she was experiencing yeah. before and when we learn more about that i think i can't remember if it's in it's in book two gleam. it might even be more in gleam yeah, or, yeah some in book two some in book three probably mm -hmm. i can't remember but you understand yeah. why holy shit so you like she has a very traumatic history yeah not even just with like the abuse she gets from Midas, which I would argue is sexual mm -hmm. abuse, because when he first starts sleeping with her, she's like fifteen years old and he's like thirty years old. No, I don't think their like, age gap is very... that big. I think he was like twenty. No, or twenty five. I thought he was like twenty one. He's older though. No, he. I think it was enough for me to be like, ooh. Was it? I mean, ooh. I trust like he's a man more than mine. <laughs> yeah, I think it was something like that. At least a 10-year gap, mm -hmm. but um, old enough to know better not to sleep with a 15-year-old, yeah. vul vulnerable 15-year-old, in my opinion. I thought opinion. they were, like, not but, very far apart in age, but I also read no, this a I month ago, were... and I've read several I don't know. We since. should look that yeah. up. Um, yeah. can... You find out in her past history in book two, and I'll read the synopsis in just a minute, um, that she was subject to uh, sex trafficking. A lot, and you find out even more about mm -hmm. her history in book three as well. In, in uh, it's traumatic. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. and we can just dis we'll discuss that in part two. But you find out that she was like abused in orphanages and forced into, mm -hmm. um, you know, sex trafficking and yep. tra like abuse outside of even that is occurring constantly. Yep. And you also find out that or. Uh, as far as she knows, was not, like, birthed with these abilities. She slowly got them. I can't remember if it explains that. Yeah. When, when it explains that. She, yeah. It does. And she, they say she's always been gold. Mm -hmm. Like, she's always had the gold look to her and the skin and the everything. But her ability... <clears throat> spoiler? Yes. Spoiler. Spoiler? Because we find out at the end of book one. But spoiler, Midas has no fucking powers. Yeah. <laughs> They're Aaron's powers. He's a fucking so con. he obviously, yeah, is the one who turns things gold, which makes sense why he keeps her so isolated mm -hmm. and all, doesn't want people near her and wants nobody to touch her because yeah. obviously they'll turn to and gold. And then they'll know that so, he's a fucking ripoff. Yeah. She also has these like really fascinating ribbons yes. out of her she back like and her spine out of her back or something there there are a lot of them and they're like they're like arms they like little octopus arms she can mind. move them all she independently them. yeah they're badass at first i was like what the fuck and then i was like these are i had to look badass, up a picture to like figure out, out what was happening yeah. to make sure yes. it did align but i wanted to check yeah yeah i agree and she'll like wrap them around her body, and it's like really cool. Yeah, actually. they're almost. But she, they're like a yeah, they're almost like hair, um, almost, but they move separate from her. Like they like almost have a <laughs> omniscient personality of like if they don't like yeah. when she's doing something, they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, 
They're like powers. Yeah. You know, there's some. They are much like they can do a lot of things that she can't do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're strong. But it's yeah, I love how Raven Kennedy depicts them as like getting sore. And like, I love that imagery, you know, because she's not really used them much. Like, so it's cool that she like. Yeah. And they're also like a security blanket for her and like very comforting. Yeah. It's on them. Like, yeah, it's very cute. But the whole point is that her ability to gold touch and get her ribbons didn't – she didn't get them until she was, like, 15 years mm-hmm. old. So she, like, got all these new powers and then Midas found her practically, yeah. right? Well, I think Midas was with her. So like, like, she started growing them. Like, they didn't just appear overnight. She says they okay. took, like, multiple yep. weeks or something to grow because they, like, trail after her. Like, uh, people often think it's a part of her dress. Um, They're so long. And she said it, and yeah. Oren describes it being very painful, and they were growing, and it took a long time. Yeah. Kind of like a starfish limb, I would... She's just basically yeah, an aquatic yeah. animal. She's very interesting. Yeah. And do you want to read what's, like, one of your favorite quotes from book one before we do yeah, book two synopsis? We've kind of already dipped into both, but it's fine. You need this information. We so totally have. <laughs> okay. So my... Uh, where is it? you picked one that i really liked um that i was like oh should i do this one but you and i was like oh liz picked it yeah okay so (laughs) i originally had a bunch of shit highlighted through these books on ku and then i didn't even think about it that we were doing this episode and i returned them so i lost all of my highlights i'm mad but i did a google search for some that i really like so one of them is memory and time aren't friends they reject each other. They hurry in opposite directions, pulling and binding taunt between them, threatening to snap. And I just really like that imagery. I yep. really like that description. I loved that one. Because so. she's, like, remembering through these books, like, how Midas has treated yeah. her. And it's really interesting to see her. And you especially see it in book two when she meets Captain Rip. and he like starts being like um that's fucked up yeah like you know watch her start to view these memories in a different light where instead of it being like a very fond and loving memory she's like actually that was kind of fucked up yeah yeah she's growing up she's like and i love the character development that raven kennedy does in the series oh it's amazing it's so Mm -hmm. good go ahead and tell me one of your quotes for guild so I have two, but this one I loved, and it was, you can pretend a lot of things in life. You could pretend so well that you even start to believe your own deceit. We're all actors. We're all on pedestals with a spotlight shining on us, playing whatever part we need to in order to make it through the day, in order to help ourselves sleep at night. She has so many good, like, inner reflective moments. Mm-hmm. Like, Raven Kennedy writes in a way that I love, and it's, like, very, like, stream of consciousness, which is kind of similar to, like, how I write. Yeah, I, I love like. seeing so, like, how the I really connected with that it. moment. What yeah. are you thinking right now? And, like, she, she does such a good job of, like, oh, she's so well put. Yeah, that kind of relates <laughs> to the other quote I have with, like, um, seeing yeah. that character development. Uh, so my other quote for this book was uh, Oren explaining why she didn't necessarily hate the cage. So she says, when I chose to hide away, I was barely more than a girl, vulnerable, battered, scattered, utterly sick of what the world had to offer. 
so I hid in a cage and I was content to do so. After the things I endured, I wanted it. I accepted the bars, embraced them even, not to keep me in, but to keep others out. And I think that really speaks to the yeah. shit she went through in her childhood of like, why would I want to be out in this world? Why the fuck would I yeah. want to participate yeah. when all I've had yeah. is horrendous things done to me and my body and treated like I am yeah. not a person beyond what I can give to others uh, willingly or not. And um, like, I think we can all kind of understand wanting to hide away from the world and yeah. like, why even bother? And that fear of, um, coming out of that safe space you've kind of locked yourself into. Absolutely. When you find out her story, it makes complete sense, like, why she was okay with it for so yeah. long. And part of the reason why this is so toxic yeah. is, like, even if she wanted to leave, when she does get to the point where she wants to leave, she doesn't have... That's not an option. And so it becomes more than just a self-imposed imprisonment. It's, you know, you see that it's so much more than that it's so much just wanting them to hide away yeah made worse by midas yeah. just being a dick honestly fuck midas and, like manipulative <laughs> fuck midas speaking of midas my other quote was i think it's towards the end of the book when he like tries to make up with her mm -hmm. you know when he like bathes her and puts her into yeah, bed. Yeah, he does all of like, these grooming then processes fucks her, of that course. she associates yeah. positively. So she'll remember yeah. so in attempts to make her forget all the shitty things she's done he's done because he's a yeah. terrible human being. And it's just another manipulation to like give her attention and oh, it's terrible. So she says But the traitorous tear that falls from my eye tells a different story as it lands on my lip, brings me happiness and rinses the smile away. Uh, it brines mm -hmm. my happiness. I was, gonna, I was trying to debate. the smile away, <laughs> leaving a bitter taste in my mouth. Midas leaves before dawn with a kiss, but his lips don't taste, don't take the taste away. And there in the dark, alone, I cry. And that, that secret sob I let drain into my pillow is an ugly truth, but it's not one I'm ready to face yet. So I let the satin soak it up and then I fall asleep. The ander hidden beneath my head and shoved away by the time the morning dawns. Yeah, that fucking quote breaks my heart because it's like, I mean, it just shows that even when you recognize God. you're in an abusive relationship, breaking that pattern is so much more yeah. difficult than just saying you're going to break the pattern because she's not ready to face the fact that, like, essentially their whole relationship is a lie and is more parasitic than it is anything else. And he's using her and like, because <sighs> Midas is a huge asshole. Like there's no way around it. Like you kind of see that from the mm -hmm. get go <laughs> in like the way he treats her. So beneath him when like she's literally given him everything he has, like he's very much an crazy. asshole disguised as Prince Charming. Oh, 100%. and even though I feel like it's made pretty obvious to like the readers pretty early on, it's yeah, it is uh, interesting and frustrating to have um, Oren like not see it right away. But that's part of that's part of an yeah. abusive relationship. Oh, totally. So, and I think, I mean, Raymond Kennedy, hats off, did an excellent job depicting that, and then also showing what 
a healthy relationship can look like. Almost like Rise. Reese. Fuck. I'm going to have the whole internet mad at me now. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like. And I'm not comparing those two books. It's just me being petty. No, but it's also like. I like that. I think it's like a cool story when you see that. And Glint is so good because we meet the lovely Captain (sighs) Rip. Whom. Oh, my lordy. He's sexy as fuck. You know. Threw me off with the whole spike situation at first. I swear to God, I cannot oh, find it, it now. But I swear to God, on the internet, there is fan art of him, of Rip, with like fucking spider yeah. limbs coming out of his back. I know what. Well, I know which one you're talking about because I've seen it, and it's like long spikes. Yes. I don't envision no, them. No, like, I envision them long. like short, like curling up his yeah. back or anything, like, like dinosaur spikes no. or something. That's my picture. Yeah. No, no, he's oh, he's so he's, he's wonderful. Delicious. But them together is just funny because they kind of butt heads. <laughs> it's one of my favorite types of relationships where you have like a female main yeah. character who is just like absolutely fuck you, like I don't have to do shit you say. Yeah, and they're just ar- like half of their flirting is arguing, and I love it. I know. Well, and part of that is because Aaron's like. Fuck, I don't have to do what people tell yeah. me. Oh, I don't have to do what people you, tell me. So she's like, I'm not going to do what you tell me. To you mean I'm my it. own and autonomous like, yes, person <laughs> with will? He's like, but you're kind of my, I kind of kidnapped you. So you kind of. You're supposed to, to be a hostage. What I tell you. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> I'll hold you down, but for all the right reasons, baby. Yeah. Oof. So much good sexual tension between yeah. those two as well. Yeah, if you if you oh, like a it, slow burn, so good. Uh, the series is this timing, Marie. I hope that picked up was perfect. <laughs> Saying slow, slow burn, burn and then your lighter go off was beautiful. Um, <laughs> it, this is definitely yeah, it is a, a slow great burn. slow burn book. It is. I can't wait for what's going to happen in book three because. I'm to the part, right? You're so, going like, to find out some end, shit. And maybe I'll leave this in. Yeah, like, I think I'm I'm to the part where, so at the end of book two, she basically has, like, an opportunity. So basically, she's kidnapped by these pirates on her way to go to Midas in the Fifth Kingdom in book mm-hmm. two. Which you could read the synopsis. Oh, yeah, shit. Synopsis. Okay, let me read that real quick. Yeah, let's do that. I forgot about it. <laughs> okay. Glint. Welcome to the chaos. Glint. Synopsis. Synopsis. For ten years, I've lived in a gilded cage inside King Midas's golden castle. But one night changed everything. Now I'm here, a prisoner of Fourth Kingdom's army, and I'm not sure if I'm going to make it out of this in one piece. They're marching for battle, and I'm the bargaining chip that will either douse the fire or spark a war. At the heart of my fear, my worry, there's him. Commander Rip. I thought it was Commander Rip, but I wasn't sure. And you were saying Captain, so I went. Oh, with it is Commander. It. Went with it. I was like, all right. I think I. D- you texted I, me, Captain, yeah, you know, too. Commander. I did. Yeah. Uh, I think in my head he's a captain. I was but like, he's a commander. Captain's a boat. Sorry. <laughs> Known for his- no, not necessarily. Okay, I think a boat. I think. <laughs> so it's Commander yes. Rip. Let us clarify. To clarify. <laughs> Known for his brutality on the battle battlefield, his vicious. Jesus Christ. Known for his brutality on the battlefield, his viciousness is unsurpassed. 
but I know the truth about what he is. Faye. The betrayers. The murderers. The ones who nearly destroyed Aurea. Wiping out Seventh Kingdom in the process. Rip has power sizzling beneath his skin and glinting spikes down his spine. But his eyes. His eyes are most compelling of all. When he turns those black eyes on me, I feel captive for an entirely different reason. I may be out of my cage, but I'm not free, not even close in the game of kings and armies. I'm the gilded pawn. The question is, can I outmaneuver them? Uh, <laughs> and what would I Oh, yeah. So we, we do know <laughs> that Commander Rip is also, uh, he's the king of the fourth kingdom and he is yeah, known fourth. as the king of rot because everything he touched rots touches rots and dies slade ravage you what can ravage me all night name. baby oof so we were we didn't have this worked in but we're definitely gonna do an fmk because i have one for you that that will throw oh, in <laughs> Yeah. Oh, lovely. I just choked on So what were some quotes you really liked from Glint? Well, here's the thing. Glint ends with, right, Aaron decides to go back to Midas. Yeah. Commander Rip has given her, like, an option to, like, stay with him. And then she finds out he's, like, the king of Ra, and she's like, you fucking lied to me. You're no better than he is. You also lied to me. So she goes back to Midas because she's, you know, running back to safety. Quote unquote. And what she thinks is safety. So anyway, so book three starts with that yeah. sort of situation and going on. In a lot of book two, we see um, Rip like trying to convince her, like, you are not this weak, uh, yeah, like naive thing that King Midas says you are. You actually have a lot of strength if you would just like see that and you could do this and this man is just melt-worthy because in one of the quotes I chose, he said, <sighs> he shakes his head. No, Oren, you're the one that needs to burn. You need to spark to life and fight. Stop letting him dull you. Stop letting the whole fucking world trample you, he shouts, making me flinch from the vehement demand. If you tried, you could shine brighter than the fucking sun. Instead, you've chosen to sit back and wither. Because she's in this place where I think, like, as a comfort mechanism, she wants to believe that, like, she could do nothing to change the situation and kind of like yep. avoid it, avoid the conflict and just like fear of what she could be because she's afraid of like becoming a monster. I love him so much. He's like so straight into the point with her. So I also had a quote from him that was, I hope you burn so bright that you scorch your golden keen down to ash. Me fucking who rip. Me too. It's coming. It's coming. I can feel it. Because. Okay. So part of this, um, when they're on the ship, we find out um, as, um, does this happen in book two or book three? I'm going to run it by you first. The scene where she's on a boat, like she got stolen again and they're being held captive to like being brought back to King Midas is what it was. And like she gold well, touches yeah, the captain it, with of the that Red ship. Raider. Yeah. Does that book two or book three? I think that's the end of book one. Okay. I think it's the end of book one. So somewhere in this. Because we find out. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere in there. Somewhere yeah. in the series. Because um, that's pre-Captain Rip. Or yes, Commander Rip. that happens God right. That's where he takes her from. <laughs> is the ship. Okay, so yeah, yeah it's right at the yeah. end of book one. Mm-hmm. Thank God for you, Brie. Um, right at the end of book one. Love it. We find out that um, 
Doran is on a ship back to King Midas being brought to him. But she's also a hostage on this ship because she got captured. Um, and in an attempt to escape, she gold touches the uh, captain of the ship. So she is always wearing gloves. It's like a whole Elsa moment. And she... Who, by the way, is like actively sexually abusing one of the other saddles. We'll trigger warning this. Yeah. So he's basically sexually assaulting this saddle and is going to do the same yeah. thing to Aaron. He's made the promise eventually. that once he's done with the saddle, he's going to do it to her. And she doesn't obviously want to see the saddle sexually assaulted. No. Um, Even though the saddles are yeah, kind of All the saddles, her, mo but... most of them except for one, are all terrible to her. And the one that's helping her is only helping her. Yeah. So she can gold touch stuff because she knows Aaron's secrets. Um, so she gold touches this captain and then they're like, well, fuck, his crew is going to come back here and see that he's been gold touched <laughs> and then we're really fucked. How do we get rid of him? Yeah. So they eventually open up a porthole and um, fucking just shove his gold plated body. Push him out. <laughs> out I the know. window and it's really hard because he's now made of gold you know i kind of saw that coming but i was also a bit surprised i did not i never see anything coming i knew there was something up with the gold touch situation liz do you have another quote that you um wanna... i think i do yes okay Say? i just really again raven kennedy has excellent uh descriptions especially with um oh, yes metaphors so one of them, I think, yeah, yeah that would be a metaphor. Um, one of them is, the problem with truths is that they're like spices. Add a little, and it can enrich things, let you experience more layers. But if you pour out too much, it becomes unpalatable. I just liked that. I was like, mmm, spices. Yep. She just has a lot of good, like, I don't know. Like, I, this is one that I really like, like, and this is so simple, but she's like, Aaron says, plotting is what I'm best at. A good thing, too, since I lack both the traits this world respects, power and <laughs> I mean, it's accurate, though. <laughs> she, she's yeah. just really, yeah. Like, But I feel like Raven Kennedy drops these like little like truth she, bombs throughout that are like so relatable. Yeah, she has a lot of like amazing <laughs> um, quotes about like female empowerment. Uh, yeah, and I feel like totally. that's just a huge theme throughout her entire book is learning oh, yeah this series is all yeah. about that um yeah. yeah so overall i would give this series like a five out of five i fucking love i'm it. foaming at the mouth for this book this series uh yeah. and i just i wish raven kennedy would respond to one of my reels because <laughs> i made a couple <laughs> Yeah, that'd be right. so cool. Or I think all the time, like, because I'll tag authors uh, when I make reels about their content, which is why our friends yeah, get spammed yeah. all the time. Same. Um, and yeah. I'm Same. always thinking, like, what if Ruby Dixon sees this? <laughs> I, it's probably super narcissistic I mean, of me, but I'm like, oh my god, she could. I don't think it is because I've had so the the author of the Bridge Kingdom series, mm -hmm. which is pretty like well known and like well loved in the Bookstagram community, I see it talked about like quite a bit. She messaged me once when I like posted about her book, so cool. like had a story that I like tagged her in that I was like listening to it. And she messaged me and was like, I hope you're enjoying it. And I was just like, ah! I feel like I am. She's very sweet. That's. I'm loving it. Oh my See, God. I, I also one yeah. day hope to get a response from Instagram 
that's just like shut the fuck up and stop complaining <laughs> because when i'm yeah i've been complaining to them yeah when lot. i'm annoyed with uh <laughs> their stupid algorithms and processes i will at instagram on my stories and be like what the fuck are you doing um so that would just like make me laugh oh, if someone on instagram responded but well did you see my story that i just posted yeah that one of your reels got fucking reported that's so stupid and that was like a while ago and i just looked at like my insights today and my reach slash like engagement is down 80 percent. that's probably why since they yeah to me oh it's definitely why like they hide your views and like all the things like all the same people that I love and interact the most with can see them and like I can interact with them, which is great. That's really what I mm-hmm. care about. But I can't grow. Like my account can't grow. My reach can't that's, grow because they suppress That's the that. annoying part is Instagram preaches about like small content creator engagement or whatever. No. But then you can get in trouble for really stupid shit. Like I could if for someone nothing. reported one of my one of my reels, it wouldn't take much for me yeah. to like get in trouble or have like a violated community guidelines or something because I talk about penises so there's no oversight I don't think because my reel that was reported had nothing offensive Mm -hmm. or like it had nothing that was inappropriate I talked about sugar dad I literally said something like something about sugar daddies Mm -hmm. Uh, you know that audio that's like weird but or like Oh, weird God, not haha weird it's like that's the audio i use and i was like when sugar daddies pop into when you start talking about smut and sugar daddies start showing up in your dms was literally the only thing i put and it was like calling out inappropriate yeah. behavior i don't understand somebody reported me fuck yeah you. whoever reported brie um <laughs> i just wanna i just wanna talk that's all just don't follow yeah. me why are you following me because that's not even the most sexually explicit slash worst content that yeah. i've posted so and it won't be the the worst that's so. the thing that irritates me about the internet is like non-offensive yeah. content or like content just about stuff yeah. you don't like like romance novels you know what you can do you can just and i know this is beating a dead horse but you could just keep fucking scrolling yeah. instead of being a dick Scroll. and reporting it well and i don't know and julia has had this issue with at entirely bonkers and i'm no way comparing my page to hers but but like, still it's it just shows I same think, i think same it's problem, common yeah and i really didn't know that i had had a video reported necessarily i had like a i think i had like a n- notification that i had had like a video taken mm-hmm. down so i went to look into like my account status and it said your account is at risk of being dis- deactivated over one fucking report that's like not even accurate and of course i put in a like refute um but they don't do anything with that it can take like months to hear Dude, i will be like, exchanging words if if your instagram is <laughs> taken down because i love your reels i check your account on a regular so like dumb. daily basis to see I'll just restart it. Yeah, I would be angry. (laughs) I'd be pissed off, though. I've also had trouble with Instagram in general, like, freezing. And then the reel that I was working on is, like, a fucked up file now or whatever. And then it deletes it. So I lost, like, three reels this week. And the other reels I have, I'm, like, kind of shy about posting. Not because they're fucking explicit or whatever, but just because, like, I don't know if they meet a quality standard. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what is that anyway? yeah and 
I'm always like messaging friends as like a preview to be like, yo, is this funny? Well, and here's the thing. I don't want to just bitch about not growing on Instagram. It's but like at the same time, I am writing a book and I would like to promote yeah, that. And it's something and, like, you can work into. Part of my bookstagram situation and it's frustrating when it feels like you can't reach anybody um yeah the the algorithm it feels like it's just like bullshit reason. in general like sometimes mm-hmm. when i watch too many uh conspiracy theory videos because i find them entertaining <laughs> uh i'll be like what if yeah. the algorithm is just fake what if it's just something that's made up by instagram and there is yeah. no algorithm it's just fuck all <laughs> wouldn't yeah, shock i me. wouldn't be surprised wouldn't shock me and like here's the thing too it's like on my feed I don't see uh, thank goodness for the favorites Mm -hmm. because I really like that because I put people that I want to see in it and I just go through and watch that and then I watch my main feed but like if I didn't have that before they had that I wouldn't see half the content that like my friends were posting it would just get lost in everything else that was on my feed yeah and then you miss shit that's why I watch people's stories a lot to make sure I'm Mm -hmm. seeing people that I want to see I'm just oh, yep. Even stories show up funny to me. Like who shows up mm-hmm. first and who doesn't. And it's so annoying because like the algorithm changes so frequently. I know everyone bitches about this, yeah. but like now I guess hashtags aren't really. Yeah, they're pretty much pointless. But I just keep them on out of habit and yeah, like I hate hashtags. Maybe I'll just stop certain, using them. <laughs> like they want you to use certain keywords and captions now to get more exposure. Keywords. And I'm not doing that shit. You know what my captions are mm-hmm. for? They're the fuck all lazy moment I get in reels. I post the first thought that comes to my brain goes into that caption. All I can say is thank goodness for the people in the space or I would not be there. Because <laughs> it's quite frustrating. Yeah, I feel like if you, <laughs> like the people who make this their full-time job i feel like you have to post like 24 7 and i don't want to do that yeah too much work i have a full-time job it's way too much work and i'm trying to finish a book and do a podcast so it's you know and a million other things oh we have some advice here do advice with miss a real quick so over the last few weeks i have continued my upkeep with miss a she is lovely as ever funny as fuck all uh per usual We'll talk about my la- my last uh, meeting with Miss A, where it kind of relates to this book, actually, of, like, feeling empowered in yourself and not having to please everybody, because I am what you mm-hmm. might call a people pleaser. So just learning that uh, it's okay to set boundaries, <laughs> doesn't make you a bad person, and, like, being strong is not, uh, or, like, keeping and setting those boundaries is not mean. You're not hurt. Like, no. you're just keeping yourself safe. Not yes. harmful. Yeah. So there is your advice from Missy. Just, uh, yeah. I love it. Don't be afraid to speak out for yourself. It's a friendly reminder. I know, reminder. it's scary. It's fucking terrifying. But we all have to do scary things eventually like or we'll never do anything. Exactly. Find your voice. Let's do FMKs. You all said right, you had one for me. I'm excited. Okay, this one is funky. But I had to think of, like, who you would put in like a third duo because i feel like you could do you could do aaron cap or commander rip <laughs> jesus <laughs> commander rip and midas but like obviously who are we gonna kill in that lineup yeah yeah yeah. midas so duh of course so what if we do aaron commander rip form mm-hmm. king ravenger form 
Because he, I've, okay, this has been something that has popped up in my head while reading these books. When they finally, like, fuck, what form is he going to take? Because he's got two very different forms and she's, like, attracted to both in, like, a different you way. You might be anticipating my answer, Brie. You might, like, know what I'm going to say here. <laughs> okay. Okay, so I'm sorry, Oren. <laughs> Rest in peace. Um <laughs> Listen, most days I would keep yeah. you alive, babe, but it's a two for one combo <laughs> deal. Um, so I would probably option King Ravager and marry Commander Rip. Mm -hmm. But if I was to go another way, I would kill King Ravager, fuck Orin, marry King and Commander mm -hmm. Rip. But you'd marry Commander Rip. I think I would also marry Commander mm -hmm. Rip, but I think I would. No, I would marry Aaron. I would fuck Commander Rip, and I would kill King Rip. Interesting. Why? Why did yeah, keep Aaron alive? It up. She's off. I she's she badass. Is. I really she's like super her. attractive. Like she's just like a fiery. She shouldn't be the way she is. Yes. But and obviously she kind of comes into her own. But when she comes into her own, she kind of like kicks mm -hmm. ass <laughs> i can do an fmk for you but can, since can we do leaves okay. may fall oh okay fuck yeah. okay yeah because i know i know all the characters you know okay um fmk Ooh, is it is, is it one. oh fuck i just forgot his name Oren. yes is the love interest okay yeah so fmk mm -hmm. Oren. Oren, mary Miriam, or molly i would probably marry molly molian whatever mm -hmm. however you say his name because he's pretty sweet. We could have a dope <laughs> friendship. Yeah, he's a sweet guy. He's really nice. And he's just a good guy. Um, I would probably kill Mary. <laughs> and then I would fuck Orin. Because <laughs> he seems like a good time. <laughs> I can't. I Again, I have two options here. I have two ways that I could do this and be happy. Um. Okay. I would marry. You can't really yeah, lose. I would so option one, I would marry Miriam because that means I just get to fuck her okay. every night for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would fuck uh, Oren because, of course, I would. But that would unfortunately mean that I have to kill Molly, and I don't want to kill Molly because I love him to death. So option no. B, platonic. That's why I went marry Molly because Molly. Um, it's made clear through the book that he does not have sexual interests. So I would respect that. He's we would a... have a platonic marriage. Asexual. Yes. No, I, what is I it? Thought it yeah. was, no, asexual? asexual is... Um, what, what is it when you don't have attraction so sexual. So no sex sexual attraction or little sexual attraction is asexual. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what yeah. I was... Some people who are asexual will still have sex because they their partner enjoys it and that's totally up to them some people don't mm -hmm. some people have varying levels of like what would you define as a sexual interaction it's a whole uh spectrum like many things in life anyways so my other option would be yeah. platonic marriage to molly because i love him again i would fuck Miriam because she seems delightful those battle axes mm. um and um Oren. So yeah. So yeah. To summarize, <laughs> I, uh, option two would be um, fuck, marry, platonic marriage 
with Molly and then kill Oren. Also, as a side note, yeah. because uh, we just talked about this, if I could do a three-way, I would do a three-way with Rovin <laughs> and Mary because I feel like <laughs> my fan theory is that they end up together and I feel uh, like that, that hate fuck would be amazing. And I just want to be like, yeah. I don't even have to participate. I am happy to be a fly on the wall. Like, <laughs> yeah. as you sort this out. The way that she describes Rovin in the book, the way that she describes Rovin and Mary's interactions and, like, how Mary is, like, drawn to his scent and, like, different things like that. Just there's, like, subtle hints. Our friends are so good with scent. And I haven't even read yeah. everything. Oh, I no, can't so wait good. to talk about this so. book when you're done because, like, I text, I I'm called a uh, car when I finished it, and I was like, <laughs> I, I was so many emotions. I so know. that'll maybe that'll be next so, episode. Maybe we can ask Car if she wants to come on. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure Car would come on, and I still want to have Mers will still come on. I'm sure. I just need to finish the damn book, and then I'll have to look <laughs> at my feel bad again. It's taking me so long <laughs> to remember. Yeah. But that is something that I'd like to, like, talk to her about because she does talk a lot about um, – it'd be fun to do kind of, like, a little – a few questions to her about, like, dark romance and writing yeah. dark romance. And, I think like, the important things that you should watch out for because I had to just take a break from it. And I don't think she's going to be offended from no. me saying that because she talks about yeah. it all the time. But I think we should also have Lyra on, too, dark. because she just uh, dropped her new book. Um I haven't read her. So books. it's called The Darkest Edge, and it's by Lyra Blake. Um, it's really good, Brie. I really think you will enjoy it. Like it's it's kinky, it's fantastic. But I'm not into like bondage and stuff. Isn't that what a lot of her books are about? Yes, but it's written in a way that like I think I'd still yeah, enjoy I, it. I mean, if it's too much, okay. if it's not something I mean, you I'm enjoy, that's okay. It's something things. I personally lived. <laughs> See, and I know a lot of people like it. It's yeah. just not something that I'm into. So, like, and I've certainly read books that mm -hmm. have it and enjoyed them. Like, that's yeah. not the thing. But it's just, yeah. I think that's what's kept me from reading. I think reading. this, I think the darkest, I mean, it's mafia. So you like mafia. Um, mm -hmm. I do. I think, I think if you give it a shot, you will be pleasantly surprised. Real quick, before okay. we say our goodbyes, I did want to mention... Um, on top of the books that we've just discussed that have just come out, and that is uh, for the last time, Leaves May Fall by Carissa Hardcastle, The Darkest Edge by Lyra Blake, and then um, a little special shout out. This was a few weeks ago, but we didn't get to mention it. Our friend Amy Vance co-published with A.B. Perkins on um, Smoke, Show, Smoke Show Delights Cove, and I've heard wonderful things about it. I just downloaded it onto my KU, so maybe that'll be after To Bleed a Crystal Bloom. Um, but I also wanted to mention. I want to read it too. too. It looks maybe we could do another episode idea. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. We're pumping them. Lauren also was like, "You should read this book. Yeah. You'd like it." Because she rebated. I think she alpha read the second book or something that's coming out mm -hmm. soon, and was like, it's "Yeah." So and I good. heard the second one so, is going to be yeah. Like the first one is spicy, and I heard the second one's going to be spicier. Um, and I Ooh. always love that. But then we also have um. Our friend who we've had on the pod, Cass B. Andreucci, uh, Cassandra B. Andreucci, I always feel like I fuck up her last name, is Andreucci. publishing um, Dark Siren October 10th of 2022. I'm super <laughs> fucking excited because I've read some of it. This book. And I am, ooh, we're going to have to have her on again 
Like, I want all of these people on our podcast yesterday. Yeah. She was looking for beta readers, and I was, oh, I was, like, itching to say yes. But I have just so much on my plate right now that I was like, okay, I have to wait. Also, can I tell you a secret? Tell me a secret. I find this joy from, like, buying the physical copy of a book that my friend has written and reading it that way the first time. I understand that. So, like, I'm in a weird place of, like, I don't want to say yes to all of the, like, betas and even, like, you alphas want it in because your you hands get the alpha to be like, my Kindle. friend made this. Yeah. I know. And, like, to just there's something about mm-hmm. it that feels so good yeah you know i it's how i read betrayer of blood mm-hmm. first it's how i read shattered hearts most shattered, shattered hearts, hearts is in my amazon cart dude i know Liz. i just oh. i know it's um mm-hmm. what is that like a bully romance and no or it's just like it's a suit not a bully romance like a, but like a super toxic yeah. toxic uh Ooh, and yeah. i just like I don't think I've read something like that before, and it makes me a little mm-hmm. nervous that I'm just going to be angry the whole time. She writes it in a way okay. that you won't be. I know. I I want to. This is one that I definitely want to have a physical copy of. And then, like, there's a, there's a few I want to read before we go on a retreat in November. So I have yeah. read everyone yeah. that's there that's coming. I've read all their books. Yeah. So like, I have to finish Emmy's book because i know i feel terrible oh, yes. we can instagram can attack me for this one everyone no. can attack me for this one i keep picking it up and putting it down and it's not for any other reason than i get distracted with shit like fucking the horse yeah. king okay it's totally my fault i feel horrible about it well i'm the same way emmy can horrible beat me with her bread she won't and then the by the time you finish you'll be closer to book two because book two is already yeah that's also like another thing is usually if i haven't finished a book one but book two is about to come out i want to like wait yeah and then i want to save at least one book for my flight there because then it'll give me something to distract from the fact that i'm on a tin flying death metal machine so Yeah. yeah i feel it here's how i function on the reading scale I will read when I'm working and listen to Audible to and from Mm -hmm. work. When I'm off work, on occasion I will read, but I am most likely writing at this point because I am trying to write like mad. I do like the opposite. To finish my first draft. (laughs) I write at work. Yeah, oh, funny. And then, like, I usually save thick books for when I have a couple days of I know I'm not doing anything because if it's a thick book, I want to read it all at once. And that's why I end up reading a lot of, like, day reads because i can read them in a day um and then i'll remember everything yeah and i've had a huge desire recently just to read like twisted love or i read twisted love but to read like twisted lies or like twisted games or like some of my like rom-com i'm just back on my alien shit i don't have any excuse other than the fact that i love them (laughs) i read one i read the fucking coronavirus book (laughs) The contaminated. It was so. It was fantastic. It was like. It was, was it? I would love to do. Oh, you God. can literally read it in an hour, Brie. I would love to do an episode on that. It's an hour. It's like an okay. hour and a half. I should read it. It's so okay. funny. Some night when I'm sitting at. It's work, a gem. Like a one to one. It's I'll so it. like, especially the side characters really just bring full throttle, because let me tell you, <laughs> this isn't really a spoiler, um, but the main character. 
uh, they like the point of view is from the aliens. So the human is the alien in this yeah. situation. And they think that her backpack is like part of her. So they tried to grab her at one point and she like slips out of her backpack and they think it's like a husk of her skin or something. And they're super freaked <laughs> out and they think her clothes are her skin. Like, uh. So when she takes her clothes off to like shower or whatever, they're like, she's fucking molting and putting it back on. That's disgusting. Ew. Why is she revealing her soft flesh to us? Like that's so inappropriate. And it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> that's yeah. amazing. Well, we should do maybe like a maybe that book and then like a cult episode yes. to make up for the cult episode. Here's a fucking episode. It's a weird ass. Or no, that's not the coronavirus. Well, it, it is. It's it's not the like falling in love with coronavirus, but it's like it's heavy. Oh, sim- yeah. Like it's heavily implied that yeah. like this was oh, definitely written during the beginning of COVID because it was published during the beginning of COVID. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Funny. it's super. It's hilarious. That can be one of our super chaos episodes. <laughs> a super chaos, not just chaos, but chaos super X chaos. Games mode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, then we will see you all when we come back again. Hopefully, it'll be more regular. Will. It will be more regular. We missed you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye Brie.